podcast. Yes, uh, welcome everyone. Episode fifty, the Big Five O. This is the Nobody Talks Shidduchim podcast. Episode fifty, the Shomer Slut and the Shomer Tzaddik being Shomer, breaking Shomer. Um, we have a great uh, group of people here today. Myself, IJ, Avery is here as well. And Ahuva, holy shid, Shandleman is here with us. Welcome, y'all, to the Shidduch uh, Extravaganza. And uh, we're hitting a milestone today, 50 episodes. Wow. 50 episodes ago, I was, uh, I was on another podcast that uh, had uh, much less views than this one, let's just say that. And, uh, and then I met you, Avery. What was the name of that podcast? The IJ Has No Friends podcast. <laughs> and then... This is I'll uh it's it's a <laughs> it's an explicit it's a, it has an explicit Wait. rating so I'm gonna have to get back to you on on that one but uh, people feel free to DM me on Instagram anyway um so Shomer okay I know it took us 50 episodes to get here I think we dabbled in it a little bit uh, got into some mantra on the way but this is the episode we're gonna do our best a bit of a series we're gonna do as much as we can on this episode and anything we need to continue we will bring on the right people to discuss that going forward um we're going to define uh shomer Nikia. we're going to uh discuss uh what kind of role it plays in our lives and then get to some nitty-gritty questions on that topic so um i'm going to leave you off here and uh we're just going to be right back after a brief pause from our sponsors and and the messages there Okay, we're back. Episode 50. Here we are. Holy shit. IJ. Holy IJ. And Avery. Uh, <laughs> welcome, everybody. And uh, this is it. Show, show me the gear. I love this. I love this. Stop uh, touching me, IJ. Stop. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. I'm Shomer. Show me the gear. This is quite the topic. I first probably want to say like what what Shomer Nagia has done for me in my life, and then Avery, I'm going to hand it off to you, and you're going to kind of lead us into the discussion. Um, I, I, you know, big Shomer Nagia guy right here, big big Shomer Nagia guy. Can't you tell? Can't you tell? Uh, I really see the value in it, and it plays such a crucial role in Judaism and Yiddishkeit, and obviously just being during this time, during this time of uh, where we are in society. But I think as, as at a certain point, um, I don't know, maybe we need to abrogate this. Maybe it needs to be repealed. Because if you're dating for X amount of years, whatever, three, five, ten, at a certain point, it's just, it's just not natural anymore. You know, you really have this like inner want and desire to just be touched, be loved, be feel like you're connecting feel like you're not missing out that i think other people have and um that's that's where i am today with it you know that's where i am today with it in terms of shomer nagia um you know if you're young and you're dating and things are working out it's great stick to it don't don't think you know but we're gonna get more into that as we get more into the topic um so Avery, tell us about uh, you know Shomer and, uh, and 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 your mm. relationship with it. Yes, yeah, so as a general rule, I understand why people, why the Torah would say that you should not go around and you know be with everybody 
the rule behind Shomer Nagia is to promote the idea of having an intimate relationship with a spouse, which is why the Torah designed this and the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan decided that even touching, right, which is not fully going to uh, getting intimate with somebody else, even touching is not allowed. So it can make sense. Now, the question that I have, and I guess we'll get into a little bit more over the episode, is, yeah, touching nowadays, it's, you know, touching somebody else's spouse, touching a girlfriend, whatever, it will feel good, and, and it, maybe we shouldn't be doing it as much, and there should be some sort of boundary, and or Gidarim, what, you know, Rabban will tell us. Now, that's psychologically a very healthy thing to do, especially when you're in a relationship, to get to touch somebody is to get to know them. So what I struggle with at times is why we as a, from culture and society, do not, you know, understand or where we allow this fear and pressure and feeling of we're doing something wrong when psychologically we, it's something that is not exactly wrong and it's actually a benefit to a relationship. I'm not saying that you should go around touching people. I'm not saying that you should go around, you know, being with everybody, but psychologically there are benefits to a cuddle to a high five being with somebody yeah a high five a hug so that's these are the questions that i have on well, and we should uh we we do need to to state that we do understand that there's a you know a lot of our audience isn't used to hearing this so mm-hmm. uh perhaps this is a perspective of someone who doesn't have too much dating experience and you know might want to give a chance to a someone who has a lot of experience in dating, just as an example, young girl, old guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, here's what's kind of going through our mind at breaking that down. And obviously we want to do at the end of the day, like we want to just, you know, both sides, it has to be, res- you know, respectful situation, a respectful setup. But let's just try to break this down for everyone. Ahuva, tell me, what do you think, what does Shomani Gia really mean to most singles? What do you think? Don't touch each other. Oh, you know, why do you have to make things so, mm. so you know, less complex? <laughs> I, Keep that's complex. my job. That's my job. Shomanagia to most single people mean don't touch each other. That's it. It's pretty simple. <laughs> why? Because they said not to. That's why. Who is they? Who is they? Yeah. Oh. Who is they? Oh, are they paying They're to be here? The parents? Yeah. Um, their parents, their teachers, their rabbanim, their culture, society, Judaism, the Torah. Is that something that's pushed in seminaries? I don't think it in even has to be pushed, honestly. It's so pushed. It's for sure pushed. I don't think it needs to be pushed. It mm-hmm. just is. I think it's, a lot. It's like, is Shabbos pushed in seminaries? Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear. I, I like the correlation between that. I think mm-hmm. a lot of girls do find a lot of comfort with... Um, with Shomer Nagia, not having to touch, saving that for the person you want to be with. And, and that's the beauty in and of itself. That's the, the inherent value that I see in it, that you're saving that the most, the deepest relationship, I guess, you could have with someone, you know, aside from talking and listening and having all the all that good psychological stuff that you're good at. Right. You know, touching, it's like, that's the final barrier. Well, I did. This is a Shidduch podcast. So the majority of people listening, most likely, presumably do Shidduchim. And in Shidduch dating, you don't really get to meet somebody outside of the realm of a shock and a go-between, of course. 
So the majority of people you would think are in the, you know, capacity to be Shomer Nagia, at least at the start of the relationship, right? Unless I'm wrong. Unless there are people who say like, oh, I'm entering Shadokim and I'm only looking for a non-Shomer relationship when yeah. I start. No, no, no. You were right the first time and go yeah. ahead. And you were saying. So the concept of being in a Shidduch relationship, um, it's a shorter type of dating. It's not dating for one or two years. It's not really getting physically intimate. Yeah. So, you know, I do think that, and I question again, like psychologically, why do we have to put labels on what Shomer is to each, each person has their own definition of what they consider to be Shomer. I've been in relationships that have, that would, that I would say would have felt like I would never go near this person till, you know, marriage. And I've had other relationships where I was like, oh, okay, you know, but I, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, being in a Shomer relationship or not Shomer relationship should stereotype a girl for, let's say, oh, she was in a non-trauma relationship, we shouldn't get her a shidduch, or for a guy either. It should be like, take the person for what they are in front of you. Oh, that's a lot. That, that's a lot to throw on there. It's a lot yeah, to it throw is. on it there. It is. That's a lot to throw on there. It is. Um, do you find that singles, you know, uh, do what Avery just said, where, you know, I'm going to kind of put all the from stuff on the side and just try to get to know you for you. And hence meaning, like, maybe they would be, sh- you know, break Shomer Nagia. Is that what you're basically saying? Essentially, yeah. Essentially? Essentially. Yeah. Um, rewinding a bit. Yeah. I don't think there's different, there's different definitions of what Shomer Nagia means only for people who are not Shomer Nagia. Mm. Right. Okay. If somebody's Shomer, they know what that means. I don't touch you. We don't touch. Well, here's an example. How about the Shomer picture? You're taking a picture, <laughs> you know, you're engaged, you're, you're a couple, you want to take a picture and you're like leaning onto each other, B- barely. Some people would say, I'm still Shomer if that happens. Mm-hmm. Many people would say that, I think, mm-hmm. unless I'm wrong. Yeah, but that's all the way at the end. I mean, that's like at the end, that's like the, okay, we're engaged. Yeah. I also think that Shadok dating is actually maneuvered, set up, structured by um, the adults involved. Um with the understanding that it's very, very hard for a young couple that like each other to be Shomer, which is why the dating is so fast. Mm. The engagement is lightning fast. You get to the wedding lightning fast. The dates are structured like a mensch, quote, will only keep a girl out two to three hours. I remember like back in the day when I was dating, if a guy brought you back four or five hours later, like red flag, mm. red, yes. red flag, yes. red f- Shomer <laughs> flag. And the Shomer flag. Well, it's part, it, it, it is part of the science. It's part of the science mm-hmm. of the project. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So you have you have being Shomer Nagia. It's a conventional way of doing things. You're everyone's Shomer. Look, it should have everyone's Shomer. Let's just kind of leave it like that. And now people are in a relationship. What that relationship? What does that mean? Being in a relationship? Well, I think we could all probably agree that it probably means you know you're seeing this person more than two or three or four times, and now you're getting to that stage where, hmm, like. Do I want, like, should I break Shomer Nagia? Do I want to? And that's where these thoughts kind of start popping in. And let's talk about some of the benefits here. Maybe it's the tension. There are a lot of girls dating right now who Mm -hmm. it might, it it is a good thing for them. I can tell you 
dozens of relationships, girls that you know, your listeners right now, they know people. I know they know people because I know a lot of people listening here, thousands and thousands of people. But I, that literally these girls are like, you know what? At some point I have to like, I have to touch the guy, you know, I have to like put a, put a pat on the back and uh, hug, see if like, is there something there like to kind of like keep me in and just, you know, uh, kind of cover up the fact that, okay, maybe he's not my attraction level, like physical look, he might not, he might not be doing it for me. And it's been successful. I can tell you countless, not countless not girls who this was very successful for. They were Shomer until they needed to be. Until they needed not to be? Until they needed to, until they needed not to be, yeah. yeah. yeah sorry, until they needed not mm -hmm. to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's us. We, Avery and I, we, we were Shomer until we needed to be. <laughs> yeah, we were not Shomer until we needed to be. Yeah. So RJ, would you say Don't that the, um, would you say that it's the tension between the two, even if as firm as you are, there's going to be tension and it's going yeah, to cause I mean, I conflict mean, I mean, this in your big, relationship. Yeah. There's a sexual tension raised, that comes look, up. We've raised a society of girls where the first don't we 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 te we're teaching these girls. We're not teaching these girls. Look for a good guy. You know, try to see the mental. No, no, it's uh, is he a rapist? Oh, okay, he's a, okay. Crook, get rid of him. Oh, he's he's he sounds like a predator. So, very negative connotations against the person. That's what's going through their mind. And then when they meet the guy, all they can think is like, oh, this guy wants to jump me and like wants to have relations. He wants to, he just wants me for my body. Like, um, we're at a single event here. We're meeting girls. We're on a shidduch date. It's the last thing on my mind. I'm showing you right away. This is what I'm willing to do for you. I'm willing to, I, I'm, I'm showing you I could be a mensch. Uh, and let's just put that aside here. I want to get to know you for you. And, and we don't have to touch, but I see it with girl after girl. They're just looking at like, oh, this guy's a pro. This guy, this just, this, he just wants me for me. First of all, don't flatter yourself, ladies out there. I've never come seen on, that. Come on, you, you have, and you, you have, and we've <laughs> talked about it. You don't remember that that, one, that one the other day who pissed you off? That one. Oh yeah, well, that's a different story. Oh okay, that's a different oh, oh, story. But it's similar. It's similar, and um, I, I think that's like a lot of the. Um, is that? Let me think. Is that the? So I mean, that is that is that is a. That's an area where I think Shomer is like v really just not so good for these girls, um, and for the guys. I mean, the guys a whole different boy, the, a whole different boy. Well, Shomer for say. the girls carries a big stigma. Okay. I think if you're, you know, I go back to, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Huva, you can correct me on this, on this right. line of thinking. But when I was growing up, I would be told, "Oh, that girl, she gets around. She's been with people. She carries this stigma going over years, even if nothing necessarily happened with her." But the idea that she would hang out with guys and that guys who go hang out with girls come back from their yeshivas, come back from, and there's nothing, no stigma, anything attached to them. But the girls, they're the worst. They are, yeah. they didn't do show. They Girl, didn't keep girls are, are receivers, right? Biologically <clears throat> and psychologically, emotionally, energetically. We receive, mm -hmm. okay? So we end up emitting what we put in what we put in we exude we're reflectors okay feminists out there might not like this idea <laughs> but it's the truth we don't women receive the men yes so it impacts a woman more long term if she's received so many men mm. it leaves like a residue mm -hmm. how do That's you spot that a bit quick precocious if you'd say how can you spot that on a girl 
I or can it, you? I think I think a guy that's in tune feels that. And like you said, I, I, mm. I'm, it's not that I'm supporting the reputation of a girl that got around, but there's something like there. There's a certain type of guy that doesn't want a girl that's given, that's received so many men. Mm. Right. Yeah. No. For sure. For sure. Um, Emotionally, physically. I don't. I don't mean like just sexually. Yeah. <laughs> Right, because it really impacts it, us. It does. By the way, it does leave a stain. It does leave a stain. The 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 the, the WhatsApp groups I'm in, talking to single guys of all ages. We try to help each other out. Who's who's heard of Sprinza Averystein? I like that name. We have to add that to IJ's top ten Jewish female feminist names. Sprinta Averystein. <laughs> oh. But but guys talk about this, and they're like, "Oh, great girl, great girl," and then. It continues, and before you know it, they're like literally 15, 20 guys who are like great girl, best girl, and then the guy starts, he, he's contemplating, and he's actually now becoming a bit trepid and thinking like, well, she's really, she's been around, hasn't she? Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is like, mm-hmm. you know, going to do it for me, but that's a whole other, that's a whole other story. Yeah. That's why I'm a proponent of, in the relationships that I'm in, what I'm a proponent of is early boundaries about what is going to happen and what's not. Meaning if you start a relationship with somebody and they're from people, they're about them and the yeshivas, we'll call it Kedarim, it is very important to... Not, I'm not going to tell people what they should do ashkavically or not, but from what I've seen in relationships, I was in a relationship with somebody and actually this is a friend of mine. So this person told me that in their relationship they were having conversation, communicating you know, what they were feeling about how they should say Shomer or if they want to. And the girl just kept saying, and they weren't, but they weren't doing anything crazy. Obviously, they weren't going many places, but, you know, just casual hugs and cuddles, let's call it. We'll define it here. Okay. And it's defined. We'll define it. Why not? What do I have to lose? So they, My okay. dignity? I don't have that anymore. Okay, so they were breaking, they were right, breaking, breaking right, right. They were bringing it up. And what the girl kept saying was, oh, I feel so guilty. I feel this. I'm not sure I'm conflicted. And the guy was just like, you know, as a natural guy would be, be like, so what do you want me to do about like, do you want me to stop? And she wouldn't answer. Like she wouldn't say anything. She would just say, oh, I just feel conflicted and guilty, but continue as is. Like, Oh, classic <laughs> women here. Well, was, the, I think there's two, two. I know he was very frustrated. Yeah. There's two things I want to say about that. Number one, what's, what's better than a guilty pleasure? Mm. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. They're Number right two. Number two, if there really is a huge conflict going on for her around the part of the relationship, the physical part of the relationship, I wonder if there's like a negative energy that's brought in to the dynamic that Mm. we we wouldn't want there. Why should somebody be conflicted? Like you said, taking Judaism out of this picture, Mm -hmm. that's like a healthy part of a relationship, physical touch. Mm -hmm. And here she is in a relationship with somebody she obviously likes cuddling and like being ripped by guilt. Yeah. What type of energy does that bring into the relationship? Now, is there just drama? Like, should we, we shouldn't, we really shouldn't. I feel so bad. I can't. Now you can't even like enjoy each other because you're just like right. all about the drama of what we're doing. It just promotes. So I think that even. if there is a partner in the relationship that ends up feeling so guilty, I just, I wouldn't, as, as a professional, I'd be like, why do you need this as part of your relationship? You have something so great. Maybe the girl needs to work on her guilt and her shame and where that's from, but we know where it's from. <laughs> right? 
Like it's, yeah. it's, it's indoctrinated. Come, yeah. yeah. So it, it isn't, yeah. It, but but if if the girl is really in that place or the guy's in that place, one of them, I would say like, is it worth this element of the relationship if it's bringing so much of this guilt and shame into it? Guilt and shame mm-hmm. never helps anybody. I love that. So it's like the the relationship, you know, starts becoming really more about the drama of what you're doing. It's that uh, it's that engagement and attraction and mm. temptation to the guilty pleasure. Yeah. Which is like, oh, we're starting to touch. We're starting to touch. And this happens. Mm-hmm. This happens in almost everyone, you know, in a lot of people in Shaduchim where, you know, maybe it's closer to their engagement or it's in their, during their engagement. And, and there's this, uh, this guilty side explored. Um, and I liked what you're saying is just maybe we can move away from that and like not think, oh, it's, you know, it's guilty. Try to like, I guess, prime yourself and, and, you know, distance yourself from that brain thought. Like, and I, and I like that. I would do that. I would say, no, like I'm in a serious relationship. This is who I want to marry. This is who I want to be with. And I'm really ready to. To just put that aside because I have to I have to explore this fully. I have to really tell myself. Now on the other end though, I mean, the other side of it is like, you know, you need the boundaries. Mm-hmm. You need you need this aspect that can kind of I guess al- bring you more into it, you know, allure you more into the to the to the relationship and then all of a sudden, you, but, you find yourself married and maybe you want to get out of it. You don't want to get out of it. And You see, IJ, one of the issues that I've seen, I've seen and heard from people is that there's two things, a lack of communication over what those boundaries are. People enter relationships thinking one person thinks this is going to be a totally non-chomer relationship. He can do whatever he wants. And the girl either gives in and, you know, submissive, is submissive to give whatever they want. Yeah. Or the other way around where sometimes when the girl starts and gets the guy, a former guy, let's say, to do something he wasn't intending to do, that can become a problem for the relationship and can carry forward, again, as something that, oh, you started me off on this path. It's your fault. I really didn't want to go this way. So that's why Mm -hmm. I would be a big proponent of boundaries to clearly define the beginning of while you're dating. This is what I think of Shomer. This is what I think of, you know, where people should be during engagement how much we should speak, you know, I think that's really important. Avery, when, when should, I like that, when should that discussion be made about sh- being Shomer, whether you're going to break mm-hmm. it, whether you're going to keep it, when should that be discussed? I mean, that could be discussed as early as within the first few dates. Like, what? what is your take on Shomer? Hi, honey. I'm not um, talking about your personal. Nice you. What is your overall take you on Shomer Nagia? That can come up within the first few dates. Oh, I like that, yeah. It can. Like, what do you think of... It doesn't necessarily mean of what are we going to be, but what do you think of? I, you know, again, the spectrum of shurukh dating is so vast. Yeah. You know, you have guys that if you even said that to, they'd be like, bye. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not... (laughs) Like, so what are your thoughts about, like, Shabbos? Which, which for some people is a regular discussion that needs to happen, yeah. right? Yeah. If that's where you're at, and that's great, have it. Mm-hmm. In the Shidduch world, with a Shadchan, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that for some people along that spectrum, saying that is like, so what are your thoughts about Shabbos? Mm. You, you into that? Like kosher? 
Right, for no, some what is people. That? I never heard of right. Now, so maybe there's on the other side of the spectrum of shidduch dating people that start off that way or not, and then see where it goes and let it naturally unfold. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, seeing where it goes. I think it's 50-50 that people are okay. like that, that spectrum. I think 50-50 people in the shidduch world were generally will put up a front that they are firmer, mm-hmm. usually firmer than their resume will exclaim that they are. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, well, they're, well, um, you know, define them as um, 98% of the time is what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And then they will tell, the shotgun will have no idea, meaning like it's, you know, for the most part, the relationship comes down to the two people who are there. Um, but I've heard even situations of people, white shirt people, you know, vary from learning people who are not Shomer, who have, you know, had long engagements and are just, you know, they, they just can't resist type of thing right so do you think that most people end up being physically intimate as a result of a conversation or do you think that that's just something that ends up happening depends if you grew up in a household where and now it gets into each person's physical dynamic and how they grew up which again Hoover can tell us a little bit more about but like if you grew up in a household where hugging and being close-knit and being you know all together and all that was very um you know, the, was very uh, much in your personality and your DNA, then you'll probably want that from your spouse, right? I know for myself, I didn't grow up in a very huggy home. Thank you, mom. I didn't grow up in a very huggy home. It wasn't like that. We weren't like the Tanners from Full House. Like we just sort of did our own thing. You missed that on such a such a yeah. that could childhood. create more of a desire for that. It, yeah, it, well, it's good. It does. Oh, it trust has, me. It's, it's, whatever. I don't know about that. Avery. We'll keep leave your hands Avery's off personal. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are social distancing. I want you to know one of the benefits of Corona is that Beyond. we are social. That we have keep Beyond. keep on. He's wearing three three masks on his hands. If we, I do have to touch them. Please don't worry about that. You know. Yeah, it's, we'll it's got, it come between us before. Yeah, I don't know. If it, and another co-host. I don't know if the 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 physical affection culture of a home. Mm-hmm. Really would indicate if a couple's going to break. Shoulder. Really, I, I, don't I know. think it does. I feel oh, really? like there Ooh. is a sexual intimacy that completely hijacks the brain. I really think it does. I think, uh, yeah, girls, I think most are deprived. Most for, are deprived. I know personally, I can if I if somebody told me you go three months, you're in a relationship with somebody, three, four, five months, and you can't hug them, can't anything, I'd be like, okay, like I can, because it was not really much of a part of my life for the most part as I grew yeah. up. People could you know? come off a lot more stoic than they really are. Mm-hmm. And it is buried there mm-hmm. because the deeper you get into a relationship yeah. with those pa- those partners, the guy or the girl, I'm telling you, it's going to come out. The more deprived they are, et cetera. I've, I, this is like I've seen it. I, I feel like I have seen a relationship with it. We should, we should, we should commission a, a, a study on this. You okay, know? go. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Um, I, my... my my opinion on it, like based on nothing, is that there's something that happens between two people that are intimately involved where a sexual chemical reaction starts to take over the brain and choices and decisions and rational thought mm-hmm. leaves your control. And people that already have a set of standards or beliefs or a moral code in place can stay within it if they really want to and people that have a looser um relationship with 
the rules in quotes who's if they want you know it would go out the door at at that point when that reaction is happening between two people all hell breaks loose Hmm. there's the the prefrontal cortex is offline and there's this more primal animalistic physical intimacy that begins to grow and you just cave into that right now if yeah. you are shidduch dating there's a lot in place to prevent that from happening a mm, and b that. if you're committed to that not happening then you're committed to not that not happening who are we kidding married couples also have times when they can't touch each other mm. marriage doesn't really solve this issue and yes, i think in yes. some of the former dating couples when shomer starts getting loose and there is part of the couple or both that are very committed to halakha and want to continue being committed to halakha they're like oh no what's going to happen with nida right is this a person that's going to be able to build a home with me in that way mm. even though they both participated in this they start questioning if they're really wife husband and wife material well i would put that nida category into let's say you know, the, first of all, Shomer Nagia is a Darabanan. Let's clarify some of the halakha behind it. Shomer Nagia is a Darabanan, meaning certain parts of it, touching, whatever. And it's a safeguard in place so that you're not actually with Anita while you are, you know, if you see a girl. Meaning, it's the touching part, cuddling, hugging, whatever. That part would all be Darabanan. Compared to Taras Mashbaka, which is completely... Theorisa, you're, that's yeah, one of the biggest, that's up there with Shabbos true, and most, kosher. but most Shidduch dating individuals want to keep Doraisa and Dorabanan equally. I don't think mm-hmm. they're pulling it apart that way. People that are yeah. not practicing Shomernagia, they love to pull that apart. Well, it's really Dorabanan. Mm-hmm. People that are Shomernagia, it's right. irrelevant if it's a Doraisa or Dorabanan. Yeah. They don't mm-hmm. care. Oof, God right, said no. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then go back to Adam and Eve. Right. You're allowed to touch it. You just can't eat from it. Mm. Welcome, welcome to like. I feel so guilty. Shomer Nagia 101. Oh. Right. You're allowed to touch it. Oh just my god. It's so that's where it all goes. We know. We know <laughs> the slippery slope. We know we the know, downward know. spiral. Yeah, yeah. You know you're gonna touch her, and then it's gonna go there, and then it's right. gonna go there, and then it's gonna go there, and there. Does that end up fogging up relationships? You think a lot. It's supposed to fog up relationships. In a negative way? It's supposed to fog it up. In every which way it does. In every which way. It's a fog machine. Mm -hmm. So so anybody who's not Shomer, I mean, who is completely Shomer, let's say, so they're less fogged up, you would think? You would think that they're they're more clear-minded when they're making decisions. Yes. So they're saying, okay, I'm engaged. I'm getting engaged, right? Let's say you're getting engaged this week. I'm Shomer. I have a better understanding of this girl and what's going to happen, what's going to do for me in life than somebody who has been intimate you'd have to put two equal scenarios side by side right, right. like the, the health of the people the insight the awareness yeah. the, the amount of time they dated you'd have to right, make right, it right, equal right. on both sides if you made it equal on both sides physical intimacy with another person is a fog machine and it is supposed to be mm. it is supposed to be and by the way i think that there's a bit of a fog machine even with you know I guess lust in general or that physical attraction. You know, like when you're in a relationship with somebody and, and they're like God's mm-hmm. gift and then you're not in a relationship and you're like, what did I see? Like she's <laughs> not even that, right? There's a fog machine effect that happens between yes. man and woman in a relationship. I think it's part of the sexual tension 
and i think being physically intimate is fog machine on on like steroids you can't see <laughs> yeah. anything whereas having an intimate relationship without the touching is still foggy but you could see through it you cannot see through the fog of a of a physical like when you're physically intimate sexually intimate you can't see a thing i believe that you can't yeah, see that a damn sense. thing yeah can that, i say that, that on here yeah you can yeah well what we, other what other chemical we already said aspects slot, so. <laughs> i know you mentioned what other like chemical like in the brain all like the feel good ones what else? all well, the feel oxytocin good. right oxytocin That's, dopamine you get hooked. serotonin dopamine, yeah there's chemicals that are released with the chase mm-hmm. and then oh, there's yeah. chemicals that are released with the acquisition right so anybody in a shomer relationship will still get the chase high mm-hmm. there's a chase high that's the fog machine right there right but people that are not shomer and again it's like a spectrum like they get the chemicals of the chase and then the acquisition right because they're actually getting something right so there's good there's good chemicals all around that help <laughs> but you people can't get have married too much though that's why they say justin bieber went insane in his early 20s because he overused all of his dopamine yeah from doing all these crazy things when he was younger so you can overdo it yeah. i bet yeah. it's an interesting thing there's actually another chemical in the brain i think it's called like delta something something i'd have to look it up that actually puts the brakes if there's too much dopamine release and so it tells the body like whoa chill you're about to like overdose on your own dopamine mm. and it, it it pulls down the pleasure effect of the dopamine the problem is is that you have a lot of things in your life you derive pleasure from it might be the girl that you're dating but it also might be other things your phone going out with friends friends. eating scrolling your phone basketball sports whatever Podcasting. (laughs) when this other chemicals released to put the brakes on your overflow of dopamine Mm -hmm. it actually puts the brakes on all pleasurable activities which is why sometimes when you're in a relationship you lose interest in everything else Mm, yes that has happened right yeah so it's just like an interesting your relationship takes over it becomes like the number yeah. one thing on your plate there's no sports there's no so is right. it better other, i mean and all no your friends, friends are like your friends yo are gone. bros you so, know yeah. so like like homies what's, hit me a, up. what's the no. solution here so is it is how do you it balance just, it, is it what are we what are we telling the audience here there's like guys i know it sucks just stay shomer or are we saying like nah just just you know break shomer let it unless it's meant to be it's meant to be well i think something that wasn't brought <laughs> up yet ij is I know on Holy Shed, this comes up a lot where some of the quote older singles um, will say the the Torah wasn't written for us. These type of ideas like Shomanagia or, you know, um, no, I I actually have that written in my notes. Like, you know, I was listening before to Rabbi Wallerstein, who I um, emphatically enjoy. And um, I, you know, he, he, he's very wise and I, we know, I know of him for many years, listening to him a lot, but I don't know, recently it's just not, not really just him, but just a lot of Rabbanim I listen to, which like, it becomes very dull. They don't know what it's like to be older and single. Mm-hmm. They all got married young. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it's really like to actually be in that situation. Even, even I have some Rabbanim who, you know, had, had the big C you know cancer had problems and like they just they they got married they got married 
no one really can anyone really relate i mean when they're and no i just tell somewhere so. they could relate they have 12 days whatever it is the couple of weeks when they're showing but i'm saying they can sort of relate to what as an older single i'm saying literally abs- you know yeah that part from, of it probably from not. touching from sex yeah when you're 30 35 30. 40 mm-hmm. like this is it gets just, to a point just, where you're like the you know, Torah and religious made. culture was not made for us. It's made for married people with mm-hmm. families, with children. Like, where yeah. is the Torah for us? Right. So, oh, you were saying that the older singles had this take, right, on the yeah. Torah being right. And what do they not say? And then there's them. always pushback. Like, the Torah is for everyone. Like, who are you kidding? Right. There's always yeah, the yeah. pushback. Mm-hmm. There's always why those we people love. in denial. Or you that's know, the people who I say are completely in denial. And and let me tell you. I never, I, I just, I don't see it working out for them. You know, um, I see it a lot because I, uh, I recently was looking for a roommate and you know, we're interviewing a lot of people and I don't know, I'm like, you know, they're just, they're older and I'm thinking, um, yeah, you're just not getting this, aren't you? Hmm. <laughs> well, who but you, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that was it. I was. No, who are you? Tell know, me what you think of this, because it kind of goes off of the Shomer topic a little bit, but maybe it oh. doesn't, <laughs> because it goes back to the Torah idea. I was having this thought that came up. Gemara, Torah, that, you know, you're obeying all say. 18, you need to be married. 18 years old, you're right, you're right for marriage. I'm like, hold on a second. First of all, back when they were getting married, life expectancy <laughs> was what? 60? Right? That was, the, that was the age? That was the age. People lived till 100, 90, 90, at least mid-80s. Ow. So 18, <laughs> you're like, literally, you're at a quarter of your life. Now you're not. Nowadays you're not. Yes. So why do you think alone time, yeah. there's a lot more time? Why do you think that Loneliness. 18 and a lot of people still in the from community push their kids to 21, 22, whatever it is, not ready for marriage. Issues have happened sometimes, whatever. But this is comes back to the idea of the Torah adapting to today's society in some ways. I'm not saying that we should totally give up on traditional values. Yeah. But there is an adaption that. Well, if you don't adapt it, right, then you have this healthy male adolescent mm-hmm. that doesn't have any outlets for their sexuality. Yeah. So they're saying, let's get him a woman. Right. Problem solved. That's basically the idea. Otherwise mm-hmm. they might sin or fall or get involved in other activities. Yeah. So the idea is to take a, a young boy Yes, and give him a woman so that he that doesn't solve his issues. Fall into other bad things. I think that's the idea. Any, <laughs> yeah. Anybody have other ideas around? No, well, that? that 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 is the quintessential, you know, plan purpose. That's that's the the overture that they they try to set up, and uh, I, it does work to an extent. You know, one one Pesach I was away on a program um, down in Orlando. And um, we went away with family. Very, very nice place. I had a good time. The family didn't like it. It was all Hasidim. Um, <laughs> I was with my people. I think your cousin was there. Anyway, this um, this guy sits down. We start schmoozing with him. And then before you know it, my father and him are just like conjugating in Yiddish. You know? It, it, yeah. Anyway, it turns out this guy, you know, uh, his grandfather's like a very big Rebbe. Very, a real Rebbe. I'm not like, oh, he's a Rebbe. So like, this, this, this guy, you know, people would know him if I probably mentioned his name. Oh, shut up. Anyway, he says, he's like, uh, we're like, so, so who are you here with? So he's here with a bunch of guys. He's like, I think he was like 34. He was div- divorced. And uh, he was talking about some kids and he, he had uh, like kids in their teens and were like, can you explain this for a second? He's like, oh, yeah, you know, as a wild kid, uh, 
getting kicked out of Yeshiva, that the other. 15, he got married, I think, at 15 or 16. Whoa. They mm. imported the wife from uh, another country, <laughs> who was the troublemaker daughter from another grand rebbe. They got married, and, you know, at some point it just, you know, didn't work out too well. And he just, uh, my father goes, wow, that's crazy. This I can't believe it. And he's, and he's like, uh, you think my story's, you know, crazy. Uh, why don't you go ask uh, <laughs> the summer anyway? I'll explain that after. Okay, so if you, talking about Hasidic culture yeah. is like a whole another world but I it mean, works i will i think it works I, it, that was the only case i found that just did not work but the, all the others worked many, very well you know ma- mm-hmm. and there's many many cases that didn't work <laughs> I, I, many I, cases. at the end of the day i will say that i think it's just a real form of the gullus and the problems we face right now in society because realistically the approach to marriage the approach to getting married and you know in the, in the perfect sense and this is what i believe you could tell me if i'm wrong it it, it is a formula and there is a way to do it and if you do it minus the feelings and minus is this going to work and minus like the materialistic aspect the social aspect of like i'm just going to do this because it's the right thing to do and you can set yourself up for a a trajectory of life in a more torah way and that will that will be successful and that's why more in the the black hat velt the yeshivish community and even other people who aren't, you know, maybe in the modern communities who just do that, they find themselves living that life that, you know, us singles have always talked about, like, oh, doing, you know, going to the yeshiva dinners and hanging out with the married friends on Shabbos. You know, that is the life for it. And, um, you know, I was just speaking to someone recently, like, what's your cutoff date? You know, find out your cutoff date. You're just going to marry the next guy you see. You're going to marry the next girl you see. At this age, I'm just going to do it. I th- Avery told me it was, I think it was 55 for you. 50, yeah. <laughs> 50. I, I, I told him it was, 50. you know, somewhere in the 30s. But I was like, that's it. Like, it's just not going to happen. Once I have to start popping pills. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Showmare slut! Yeah. Anyway, that was, yeah. that was a mouthful. It was. Marvin I McFadden. Okay. I want to, like, just take the the side of how being showman in a relationship can really help you get married not just be in a fulfilling relationship oh i like that because okay. i think not being showman could be a much more fulfilling relationship with the person that you're dating but i think being showman if i can play that side for a second can mm. help you better to get married because i think that like we spoke about that fog machine i think when there's like this sexual tension between two people they just they're so idealized in your eye and it's supposed to be that way and you start thinking of your wedding and your gown and like everywhere you look is butterflies and rainbows i know you know for the girls at least and it makes you want to be with this person and not really see a lot of the flaws right yeah which is good and and then you sort of like if this is like a hill like a curve you want to sort of get married in the height of this idealistic stage that you're in this Mm. beautiful honeymoon rainbows and unicorns feelings and then you start to have this physical relationship that enters post-wedding so that what happens is i find that sometimes when the physical relationship enters pre-wedding then you feel like our whole relationship just became about that and do i even like him or just do i like being touched by like what what do i like i can't Mm. remember it's like very confusing so then enter the physical relation post-wedding there's none of that confusion right and then when you finally land down off that bell curve Mm -hmm. and you're like 
seeing the imperfections of the person or asking yourself like what the hell did i just do Who, like do i really want to be with it? you're already married now not in a bad way because i think what happens is a lot of relationships go through that entire bell curve yeah before the engagement and wedding and then you're just ready for your next relationship Whereas if you were married, I'm talking about dating a good person that you like, that that people yeah, felt good vibes that, yeah, to. You'll have those problems then with them. Then you yes, wake up one yes. day married to the person, you're not having those same feelings, and that's when you start working to the, into the marriage to try to keep the marriage in a good place. We all wake up after we're married one day and yeah. are like, what the hell what did, did I, I do, right? Do? Oh now, some God. people really, what the hell did I just do? Like they married somebody unhealthy or, you know, not well, or whatever. I'm not talking, I'm talking about healthy people that get married to yeah, other yeah, yeah. healthy or people. Or they themselves are unhealthy, right. sometimes happens. Well, right, the, what, the, right. The, I'm just talking about- The honeymoon in, period where Yeah, I'm talking about regular healthy, but I'm not talking about abuse. I'm not talking about mental illness. I'm not talking about that you found yeah. out something very traumatic. I'm not talking about that. Regular people in regular relationships. I think when you end up going over that entire curve and having yet got engaged or married then you're just ready for your next curve right so Oof. i think girls are really dumb sometimes because what they don't realize is is that and my dad always used to say thanks dad shout out he would say dad shit why buy the cow when you get the milk for free yeah my man <laughs> sounds like my kind of guy why buy the cow when you get the milk for free so girls, stop putting out if you want to get married. You want to be in a nice relationship? Go ahead. Enjoy yourself. Um, no judgment, no shame, whatever. <laughs> you do you. Mm -hmm. You want to get married and you're in, you know, you meet someone that you really think it could, this could be the one? Yeah. Uh, as a woman, I'm like, hold out. Ooh. Okay. I so if the, if, if the guy hypothetically, if the guy hypothetically was living in New York, hypothetically had his own podcast, hypothetically. <laughs> I like that, that you'd say that to the woman. Hold out if you're serious about marriage. If you're not serious about marriage, yeah. Yeah. don't listen to this Have podcast. Fun. You know, do whatever you want. Yeah, Ooh, I like Enjoy. her. I like this but one. Yes. Now I take a practical approach to it to people in relationships. <laughs> meaning, like, that's what I am. I'm a practitioner. Practice, so yeah. my approach is like, okay, say <laughs> show as long as you can, but it's realistic. Meaning, the person you're with, let's say they come to you, right? You're on a date. They're having a horrible day. They're crying. Their boss scolded them. Yeah. Are you not gonna like say? Hey, come over, give me a hug. Like I need a shoulder to cry on. Yes, you know yes. I understand holding out and everything, but like, let's be realistic here. Like we're not, we're humans. Yeah, you know. So, but you can still consider yourself in a showman relationship if you slip up and don't. There's also another thing people have fears of. You know, I've heard from friends and people who've been in relationships is, you know, you do something once. Oh, that's it. Now we don't have to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's it. But now we, we already crossed that line. That's it. We're done. We're not showing her anymore. And it's not true. You can still go back to where you came that's from. Okay. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm totally, totally driving with you. I, 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 I get exactly what he's saying. Yeah. Tell us, doctor. Tell us. No, I just think that if you're somebody that initially wanted to be Shomer, any like migration into non Shomer area just brings up so much confusion so much shame mm -hmm. so much ambiguity so much gray area right. <clears throat> dating and forming relationships is hard enough so if you're the person that's gonna feel confused gonna feel guilt gonna feel shame gonna mm -hmm. wish you didn't do that don't do it right if you're somebody that doesn't have those negative associations and you don't have a problem with it and like do you I just don't understand why somebody would want to bring all those complicated feelings into mm. a relationship that they're enjoying. Right. On the other hand, on the other side of that coin, I do get the guilty pleasure kind of thing. 
I get it. So everyone has to do what works for them. I don't think there's there's like a one rule. Yeah, but Avery, that I, 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 you know, we just have the natural proclivities to do that. You know, one of my love languages, touch. And yeah, like if I was dating someone seriously, yeah, it'd be really tough. I'd have, I'd, I, it would be quite ambiguous to say the least. I wouldn't know what to do. And I, you know, like you just want to put your arm around somebody, right? You know. When it's I also, went through that tough thing, you were there for me. To yeah. put your it's also on. the same idea as a diet. You know, you go on a diet and you're like, okay, I can start day one. You know, I'm not going to eat any carbs. Week, week Boom. one. Boom. Week, week, week one. one yeah. Week two comes, you know, you see a slice of bread, you have it. Diet's over. Not necessarily. Just because, and that's the same thing with a Shomer relationship. It's the same thing. You know, you said just because you did it, something happened per se, doesn't mean it's over. I understand having a standard. I agree with it. Set the standard high. Set the bar high. Set boundaries. Set kedarim, whatever you want to call it. Tell your abeim. Tell your friends. Tell your parents. So everyone knows that you have boundaries. Also important. Make sure people know what it is. It's very helpful. Yeah, it's like when people are confused about it. Like I'm Shomar, but I go on a nine-hour date and come home at three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's not <laughs> going to work out. Like that's not going to work out. You're Shomar dating. Get picked up mm. at like and get dropped off by eight hang out on the couch each other's houses like let's like, be frank like here like that's, that's right like that's you unconventional. it's like being on a diet and then like working in a bakery you know like i, I don't know but like <laughs> set yourself up for success and mm -hmm. like don't mislead yourself yeah and there's no judgment however you want to do it do it but like trying to be, show my date and then being out for 12 hours straight is just not gonna work <laughs> right. but it's such a thing in the yeshivish community by the way like you know, we we used to love like going, going out of these pish matches. You know, oh my, they were six. Oh my, they were seven mm. hours. I met a father the second. Another thing that occurs though is also like parents say, oh, you know, well, let's say somebody's parents says, oh, we were in Shomer. You don't have to do it, or we were, and you have to do what we do. Is like, oh, yeah, it also adds into the guilt that people feel. You know, I've yeah, a lot that. of mixed signals from from our parents' gen, like from our parents' I think, generation. I think. I think most people, most people who are married, probably their parents, you know, just kind of stayed the conventional route. But like, most of us, not like uh, mix mix signs. You know, they did, they didn't. They what? Uh, who knows how? They even know what they then. did when they dated. They just they don't know. They got lucky. They don't know back what then. they they, did. Were, they didn't have to deal with what we have to deal with. Well, I think they were just happy finding a nice person to spend the rest of their life with. They weren't so complicated. They didn't have yeah. as many resumes yeah. and pictures yeah. and things. You know, nice girl, yeah. WhatsApp, nice media people. Yeah. I think it was much more simple back yeah. then. Yeah, now we want people to be our partners that will help us evolve into the version of ourselves that we have in our mind. Mm -hmm. That's that's a tall order. It, and today it's a lot more infactuous. Infractuous. So infractuous. Yeah. That's uh, that was my word last week. Um Okay, so we do have a few more minutes left, and uh, do want to get to some clo some closings. I was about to say clothing, clothing. Um, Set on the show. Let me just topic. ask you here, <laughs> last question. Let me ask you. Uh, so, who has it worst? Who has it worst? Uh, who, uh, who has it worst with the showmer thing? Tell me. The guys versus the girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, well, and the shot. The guys versus the girls versus the shotgun versus the parents. One what? of those parties. <laughs> One of those parties. I'm not really concerned with the shotgun or the, the parents, as have you to know. Yeah. I couldn't care less about them. <laughs> um, I think uh, stereotypically, probably the guy has it worse because 
um, often men need to have physical intimacy to get to the emotional intimacy, whereas girls can have a lot of emotional intimacy before having the physical intimacy. So, yeah. but then again, if you look at it as a whole couple, maybe the girl has it worse because the guy can't reach the emotional intimacy because there's no physical intimacy, right? Yeah. So it's just like the couple has it worse, mm. maybe. The couple. Ooh, I love that. Ooh, nice. Okay. Avery, what do you think? Yeah, so in terms of stigma, the girl is definitely going to have it worse if she is seen as a certain person in the community that does certain things, that doesn't hold up the standard, that, you know, the Rebitsons of Beis Yaakov declare that this is the standard. She's going to have it much worse. In terms of actual dates going out, being Shomer, keeping it, the guy has it a lot harder, in my opinion, from everything, being a guy, Thank you, being Avery. out Thank there you. in the field. Definitely harder. Sticking up for the guys. Yeah. I love it. Definitely. Okay. Um, okay, awesome. So we're going to get to our closing. Um, I'm also going to do a, like a cute, sticky lightning round. Oh, my God. I just used cute and sticky. I'm so Josh. I can't. Um, yeah, we'll do like a mini lightning round. I don't know. I have something planned, okay? And, and uh, we'll be back right after this. Um, uh, uh, great points, Ahuva uh, and uh, Avery. Uh, by, by the way, take a look at this. We got some fun stuff up on the webpage at uh, shidduchpodcast.com. Uh, I mentioned Rabbi Wallerstein. He gives a great Shomer Nagia pep talk. So check that out. It's shidduchpodcast.com under articles. And also, here's a link to a video of, uh, of a discussion that I loved. Here's why you should, you know, maybe give uh, a smoker a chance. And uh, that's actually featuring our very own Ahuva uh, Shandleman, a uh, holy shit. Also, if you want to know what the, she looks like, you know, uh, that's, that link is on our website as well. It's uh, shidduchpodcast.com under articles. Shidduchpodcast.com under articles. Okay, so I basically have like uh, this mini lightning round, <laughs> basically. Okay, I want you to think of some celebrities right now, okay? Just, like, get get the celebrities in your mind, okay? So it's mm. going to be, who, who would you be Shomer for and who would you break oh, Shomer gosh. for? Everyone <laughs> knows the holy shit list, okay, so bring we, it on. Bring I don't it know on. the holy you know, shit some list. Of our, some of our podcast audience, you know, they, they, they haven't been on the page yet. I don't know if I'm about to answer them. these questions. <laughs> this is going to be great. Okay. Check the wall right. in my room. I, I, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting some like Morgan Freeman vibes. Oh my from God. Ew. <laughs> no? I'm never okay. coming back. I'm never coming back. <laughs> okay. I, 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 it makes sense. Okay. Come <laughs> Avery, on. Give me a better Avery, one. Who would you break Shomer for? <laughs> tell us. Tell us. You could just be like, I do. What about you? I mean, go ahead. You I break Shomer for would and, be, I, and um, I know you mentioned Justin Bieber. You know, stick to uh, oxygen. Kamala Harris. Oh. Ew! <laughs> so I'm gonna throw up. That's our vice president. Have sick. some respect. I'm just kidding around. Um, I plead the fifth. I can't answer this question <laughs> on the air. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, Ahuva, how about you? I'm gonna go with history. Yeah. <laughs> this go. is this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, um I think that I'm gonna let all the shids comment uh, and okay. they can let you know who I'd break Shomer like break Shomer from what like my husband <laughs> yeah Shomer yeah more. that's like a, a thing no that's married thing. people have like next podcast okay so uh, for me uh, basically it was like just another opportunity for Isaac to uh, to, to bolster here so um, let's see break Shomer with um, Rachel Bilson mm. my God the, the OC my show 
And who would I be Shomer for? Ooh, I don't know. Mm. Maybe that guy from Kiss. He was weird, you know, with the, with the, <laughs> the long. Uh, yeah, That's not a sacrifice on your part. Oh, right, who right. would you be in a relationship with that you liked so much that you would be yeah. willing to be in a Shomer relationship? She for told you to be oh, Shomer for ooh. the man. Oh, wow. And, and, and who, who's the other partner? Like, yeah, who? Who oh, would ooh. you be Shomer for? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, is this person Jewish? Is this person not? Is it's, are they are they celebrity? It's whatever you want to say. Yeah, whatever you want comes to, be. to could your be an Instagram brain. celebrity. Doctor Jill Biden. No, <laughs> you children. I know. Like the only thing we know politics. You know, My you know, politics. Uh, let me you think. Here. Yeah, but um, you could have had like Ivanka Trump. You didn't know, have to say Kamala Harris. I know. Wait. Okay. I'm no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go away from politics. There's a new housewife on the Real of Housewife. Ebony K. Williams. Yeah, I would give it a try with her. You'd be Shomer for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I have a picture of her and I about five years ago on uh, my Instagram. Everyone can go check it out. Maybe we'll post it. We'll repost it. Uh, hmm. Picture of IJ and Ebony Williams, the the, the Real Housewife. Uh, we'll post it up there on the on the webpage. But okay, I think, great. I think I'll this go is historical. Like... <laughs> I'll go to Mama Ruckel. Ma Ew. Oh, he's <laughs> a. <laughs> Oh, you would. Okay, 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 okay. That's fair. That's good. That's good. Grab. Well, I don't good know grab. what I'm missing here, but I think that this really. <laughs> Mama Ruckle cry, you know, like ruffling. Uh, I think this highlighted something. I think this highlighted something really interesting. Yeah. Is that you think that when you're really into somebody and you want to give more of yourself to them, then maybe like physical intimacy is like the next thing you can give to them. Mm -hmm. But wow, respecting how somebody wants to be in a relationship with you mm -hmm. might be even a greater gift than your physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I love that. Profound. Wow. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Let's get to our closing. Uh, very, very interesting lightning round there. B bit eclectic, but uh, reflected the host very, very well. Okay. Episode 50 in the books. Uh, Avery, congratulations. 50 episodes. How does it feel? Feels like I'm a champ. No, I'm just kidding. Amazing, amazing. We're in the inf we're in the infinite game of life. So yes. keep yes. coming, keep plugging along, and hopefully we'll keep doing some episodes and people like and listen. So yeah, do, happy do to have you guys that. get to break Shomer after fifty. <laughs> I won't even give him a Shomer five. We'll do a Shomer picture. Hold on, how far are we? This is a pen high five. How far are we? We'll do yeah. one of those Shomer engagement pictures with the flat. It's just a, just as a. I'm gonna know, take one. I'm gonna take one right yeah. now, and you'll post it on the website. Your Shomer engagement picture. I would just say very clearly that mm -hmm. you stay away from me and my family, you <laughs> sicko. Anyway, um, Ahuva, thanks for again for being with us, um, sharing your thoughts, your ideas, and uh, giving us you know a little bit part of the the palatial shit world. You're welcome. Um, anyway, it's been real at 50 episodes. Um, this is the Nobody Talks Shit podcast. IJ Avery, holy shit, Ahuva. Um, happy face, smiley face, silly face. Uh, signing off for the last time. Have a good night.